Is this thing working? I think it is working. It is today. Yes, yeah, we're here on today. this Tuesday. Yep. Yes, we are. Welcome to the show, everybody. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Well, sounds good. I think that's what we're having for dinner tonight. Sounds, sounds good. Sounds yummy. Yeah. But no, we're glad to be here with you today. Had a cool day yesterday. Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. Remember, we, 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 we talked yesterday at the end of our show about we were going to go to Nacogdoches, and, and we did. We went up to Nacogdoches yesterday to the uh, Joanne Schaffner and Greg Abbott meet and greet. Uh, turned out to be a really cool event, and, and they packed the room out. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, Joanne Schaffner is running for the Texas House of Representatives for District 11. She's running against Travis Clardy. Yes, and uh, Governor Abbott has endorsed her, and yes. Kim Paxton has endorsed Clardy. So this is going to get real interesting. <laughs> yep. So we want to take the time to thank all of our 13 listeners of the 14, show. 14, 13? 13. Well, that's our faithful Three. ones. Yeah. We have more than that. It shows we have more than that. <laughs> Me and you and the immediate family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But at least 13 of you show up every single day. Yeah, exactly. So, but you have helped helped us reach another milestone. And we, we, we appreciate it so much. We've had so much fun bringing the information and just everyday things that are going on yep. that you need information about, you know, to help you become informed, informed and, and engaged. engaged. Hopefully, hopefully being informed will encourage you to be engaged. Yes, but we it, have... And it's important that you do, man. It really it is, is very important. You know, we might not have all of the answers, but we let you decide and we bring the information to you. And, and maybe a perspective that you hadn't thought about. That's right. That's right, because we're just ordinary citizens out here just trying to bring you things that we see <laughs> as ordinary citizens. You know how that goes. <laughs> but we have reached 1,000 downloads yeah. on the podcast. That's not counting Rumble or um, YouTube because they're not, you know, they don't go into our RSS feed. No, YouTube does. Yes. YouTube goes into our RSS feed. So we actually have more than that. That's why we said that. But on the podcast, we have 13 faithful listeners. And, and, and you might hear 1,000 downloads. That, that ain't nothing, man. Come on, y'all. But you know what? Those 1,000 downloads have came in, what, the last 60 days. Yes. So that's that's so, real promising. And, it is and we promising. thank you for that, and we appreciate everything. Yeah, we've gone from 300 listeners a month to almost 500 yep. in just a couple of months. So, I mean, that is... That is big yep. for someone and, that's just starting out. And we thank you because we know that, that our show is growing is because you're liking it and you're sharing it. So please continue. Thank you. Thank you. But we'll move on and get this party started. Yeah, let's let's talk about yesterday, man. That okay. We went to Nacogdoches to the, to the Fredonia Hotel and Convention Center. Had a meet and greet there for the community. Everybody was invited Joanne Schaffner, who is running for the Texas House of Representatives in District 11, and she's running against Travis Clardy. So she was there yesterday for for that. So was Governor Abbott. And we have a clip that we're going to play you. I need an entrepreneur in Austin, Texas, representing hardworking men and women in East Texas, fighting for them and fighting back against Bidenomics. I need Joanne Schaffer working with me in Austin, Texas. Yeah. 
Yep. So there's his introduction. And even in the midst of all the crazy stuff that we do got going on, Texas ain't doing bad. Now, our great economy has led to another number one ranking. This past year, Texas ranked number one in the United States for having the largest budget surplus of any state. And listen, in Texas, we know if we have a budget surplus, that money doesn't belong to the government. That money belongs to you. And we use that money to provide you with the largest property tax cut ever in the history of Texas. Yay. So there we go. That was part of Governor Abbott from yesterday. And it turned out really cool, man. It was a lot more support than I thought there was going to be there. At least a bigger crowd being on a Monday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it was a really big crowd. That's probably 500 people. And we put some pictures on our on our Facebook page and on X and Truth. We've got pictures out, so check those out, and we'll post more. I took quite a bit, quite a bit of pictures and quite a bit of video yesterday. Yeah, and the thing is, is uh, Governor Greg Abbott doesn't come to East Texas very often. So the people were very, very excited to see him. Yeah. You know, and they the line for pictures was out the door. Yeah. And and it was, you know, I, I looked around the room a lot yesterday. And, and being in Nacogdoches for seven years, I didn't see anybody in there that I knew, which was really crazy. But there we met people from Joaquin. We met people from Sabine County. We met people from New London. Yes. You know, and people were traveling Central Heights. People were traveling from all over the area all to come over here to see him. Yes. And it, it was pretty cool. It so was. a lot of people were there and uh, showing their support behind um, Joanne Schaffner. Yes. So this is who we're going to um, be promoting, you know, amongst other people we're going to be endorsing. I like her stance on school choice. Yes, I do I, too. I do. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's all about um, school choice, and this is what we're going to be informing you on, and then you can make your decision. You know, in Texas, there are 51% of all Texans, okay? So that's a little over half of all Texans want school choice. So that's about 15 million. Yes. Yeah. So the Republican poll that came out is 65% of Republicans want school choice. So school choice is where we're going to go. People need school choice. And Representative Travis Clardy on the other hand, is against school choice. And the reason Governor Abbott is um, primarying him is because of that. Yes. Because he voted down a bill. And not just for school choice. This bill had teachers' raises. Yes. It, it had other stuff, too, mm -hmm. for the teachers. Oh, and it was, oh, the main thing besides the teacher raises, I'm sorry, that's very important. Teachers need raises, and we love our teachers. And all of our school you know, principals and everything. We love everybody. But the star test, the teachers would love us more if we got rid of this star test. And so would every Texan. I believe every Texan wants to get rid of that star test. Because all the teachers are doing is teaching to the test and for the test. And, and it does it's a, a lot of stress. Yes. And, and it does a great disservice to the kids. It cheats the kids. It cheats the teachers. It cheats the parents. Yes, it does. You know, because we're and, just and it cheats our country because this this generation, we need this generation to come up and be strong and 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 be ready. Yeah, because it looks to be me like the star test has not worked. No, it hasn't. 
which is why we're going to publicly endorse Joanne Schaffner right now. There you go. There we go. And then we have many more endorsements coming up. Ken Paxton. We have a video we want to play of him and Tucker. Tucker was interviewing him. This was several months ago. And we're going to play this to remind you about why our Texas Attorney General is endorsing judges this season. Here you go. Now, can't prosecute voter fraud in Texas because the Court of Criminal Appeals in Texas struck down a statute from 1951 that directed the Attorney General, I wasn't there in 51, but we would prosecute voter fraud because these local DAs who are controlled by Soros in the big counties like Travis, which is Austin, yeah. or Harris, which is Houston, or Bear, which is San Antonio, they are not going to prosecute. So we were doing, we had 900 cases. So this whole idea, there's no voter fraud, complete fabrication. We were prosecuted. I only had one lawyer when I started to prosecute this. I got the legislature give me more. We were fully busy prosecuting voter fraud. And then suddenly the Court of Criminal Appeals, all Republicans said, nope, it's unconstitutional for the attorney general to be in court because he's in the executive branch. That was their reasoning. To be in court, I thought. I'm not allowed because it's, I, that's a, they said that was a judicial function, so I, I no longer could be in court. Now, if they're right, you know, the Court of Criminal Appeals, they're the final court in our state on criminal matters. So they're like the Supreme Court in that. But the Supreme Court does, is the final say on, on civil matters. So they were able to strike down one area of, uh, of law for us. If they're right, the Supreme Court should tell me that no, I shouldn't be allowed to be in court on civil cases either because I'm in the executive branch. Well, and if that was right, every attorney general in the country should no longer be allowed to go to court. I'm confused. So the attorney general of the state of Texas is not allowed to prosecute voter fraud? That's correct. Well, alrighty then. So basically, he's saying that I've got 900 cases of voter election fraud, and I can't prosecute it. Not one of them. The courts, have, these these judges had declared that it's he's in the he's in the executive branch and has no authority. Authority. That is insane. <laughs> I know. This is why I've because, been pushing this these judges. I've been pushing his endorsement for these new judges because yeah. of this right here yes and, and if and if we and if we don't step up behind him and have his back on this and and him go after these it's just going to snowball and it's just going to get worse like we've talked about this the soros funded da's mm -hmm. now it's kind of evident that it's soros funded judges you know what he also said in there which caught my attention right there is the media and everyone is saying, well, there's no election fraud in Texas because, you see, there's nobody. Nobody is coming and filing charges and that, that, or th there's no none of them in the courts or, you know, anything like that. But that's because these big cities where the cheating and the fraud is are not prosecuting. It's all disingenuous. Yes. Yeah. So what we really want everyone to focus on, the ones that we are primarying, which is we don't want in there any longer is Sharon Keller, Barbara Hervey, and Michelle Slaughter. And they are being primary. Now, Keller is the presiding judge who has served on the court since her first election in 1994. She is being challenged by David Schenck, a former state appeals court judge. So, and then Hervey's challenger is Gina Parker, a Waco attorney. And Slaughter's opponent is Lee Finley a lawyer from Paxton's native Collin, Collin County. Yep, and I stand behind those endorsements. I do too. Yep. So we will be talking about these on a regular basis so you can get their names and understand, you know, the importance of these judges. Right. There's a couple of other 
endorsements that we're going to follow along the way. Now, there are so many endorsements in Texas. There are too many for us to concentrate on. So we'll concentrate on our area and the main ones like the judges and then the House Speaker of Texas, Dade Phelan. Paxton endorsed David Covey in his race against Speaker Dade Phelan. And then another one we're going to do is Representative Andrew Murr will be in a race against Wes Verdell. So we're going to be talking about David Covey and Wes Verdell. Now, I'm just bringing them up today because we're going to research and bring you way more information on this. Now, the Speaker Dade Phelan, he is the one that brought the impeachment charges to the floor against Ken Paxton. And his sidekick is Andrew Murr. So these two went together and tried to impeach our attorney general. So we really want to work hard. Yeah, to get him out of there. To get them out of there. Yeah, they're no, they're, no good for our, they're no good for our state. They're no good for our country. These guys are, are our clown show, and they need to go. Yes, and they, um, in other words, they put Democrats in the, <laughs> in the, in the leadership yep. positions. Yeah, they're, they're basically the Texas version of the uniparty. That's it. Yep. Texas has a uniparty, what we call the Bush wing. They're connies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New world order. But all of this, everything that we're doing, you know, in Texas, all leads to one yep. big problem that we have going on here and why we need the right people in place. If we can't get it stopped here, then it's not going to get stopped anywhere. No. And Greg Abbott knows that. Yes. If we can't get this border stopped and get the flow of them stopped, slowed down, we're in trouble. And... Thank you, Greg Abbott, for that. Like I say, I've been hard on you about the bus tour and thing, but at the same time, you're taking the the best attack right here that you possibly could. Yes, doing everything that you can to, you know, secure our border here in Texas. And there are, there are many states that are standing behind, what, there are 26 states that are standing behind Governor Abbott? Yeah. But on Sunday, several of them met, Governor Abbott down at the border. They all went down there to meet him at the border to show their support for him. And also, th there's 14 states yes. now that have sent National Guard troops down there to him. Yeah, I think Landry over there in Louisiana was the last one. Yeah, yeah, and that's the last one we learned of. And this is coming from the Times um, out of Shreveport. It's an article talking about Louisiana being, they're, they are, they're the 14th state now that's sending national guard troops to the texas border to stop migrants and it says governor jeff landry said he will explore options to send louisiana national guard troops to texas to assist the state in securing its southern border with mexico as governor greg abbott escalates his effort to expand the texas authority in managing border security and this article says landry and 12 other republican governors joined abbott sunday for a press conference at eagle pass which has become a flashpoint in the debate on how far Texas can go in an effort to curb the massive influx of migrants that's generally considered a federal responsibility. Yeah, they say the other Republican governors and GOP members of Congress have accused Democratic President Joe Biden, Biden for failing to take meaningful action to slow illegal immigration on the U.S. southern border. They said 
What we saw and learned Sunday makes one thing very clear. The Biden administration has completely abdicated its responsibility to enforce immigration laws on the books, Landry said in a statement. Our open borders allow drugs and human trafficking to flow into our communities, putting our entire country at risk. When in trouble, our neighbors in Texas have always opened their arms to us. Now it's time to we return the favor. I look forward to working with our legislative leadership to find a way to send our National Guard troops to the southern border to support Texas. The rule of law must be enforced. Yep, I like his stance. I do too. I like all of their stances. Yep. Um, and they, I, I love the last sentence of what he said. The rule of law must be enforced. It must be enforced. And and what gets me about all this is I'm I'm very thankful for the other states for standing in solidarity with with our governor and utilizing all their their tools that they can, including ways of wire and everything to secure the border. You know, but I this border bill that has just come on the heels of everything going on at the border with Texas. Now, I know there's a lot in that bill, but everyone needs to realize and think about just for a moment. Why now? Why is all of a sudden this bill coming out right after Governor Abbott secured the border? defied the Supreme Court ruling, and now the Senate is going to come out and try to force this through really fast. Oh, peaching Mayorkas today. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I, I posted on X today. I said, I bet a dollar. Anybody want to bet me a dollar, May? Of course, he ain't going to be impeached. He ain't going to be impeached. Oh, no. You know what they're talking about? You know what their talking points are right now? Oh, but the Democrats might do it to us if they get in power. Well, they always do it to you every time they get in power. Exactly. And you yeah, never what, do it to them, so they're going to always continue to do it to you. That's just what I'm saying. There. Play nice, you lose. Yes. Yep, that's All it. the time. So, the border... Yeah, there's some things in this $118 billion national security supplemental package is what they're calling it, but it's basically the border bill. There's a lot of questions in this, man. If you If you read through some of the things... You got $60, $60 billion to support Ukraine as it fights back against Putin's bloody invasion and protects its people and sovereignty. Why aren't we spending that money to protect our own sovereignty here on our own border? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of Ukraine. I'm sick of Zelensky. I wish he would get in his car and drive and just go away. Well, I, You know what I mean? And the thing is... We haven't seen any pictures of no bloody invasion. I haven't. I haven't seen any pictures. Um, I mean, they try to show. To me, it looks like the same yeah. video over and over and over again. Here whatever's go. going on in Ukraine. Here they go. They got fourteen point one billion in security assistance for Israel. Didn't we already give them money in the bill that just got passed in the CR? So I'm confused about the security assistance for Israel. I don't believe it's going to go there. Yeah. I just don't believe anything they say. About right. where this money any, is supposed any of to this go. Money, ten billion in humanitarian assistance to provide food, water, shelter, medical care, and other essential services to civilians in Gaza, West Bank, Ukraine, and other populations caught in conflict zones around across the globe. That isn't I'm, our job. I'm not discounting what's going on over there. Don't get me wrong, but I believe ten billion dollars could have been used in humanitarian assistance to provide food, water, shelter, medical care, and other essential services to civilians in the USA. 
I like that right there, James. And then you got the Biden. USA. Yeah, needs and this then money. and then another one here. You got Biden's four point eight three billion dollars to support key regional partners in the Indo Pacific and deter and to deter aggression by the Chinese government. Which, um, this is the first I ever heard that even the Biden administration is deterring aggression by the Chinese government. Why do they need money? That sounds like blackmail <laughs> or protection money. One of the two, <laughs> that, doesn't it? <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and then, and then a couple of the last craziest things I've seen on here, the thinned off fentanyl act or what they write it completely out here, the fentanyl eradication and narcotics deterrence off fentanyl act. What the heck? Which they call that the FEND Act. The Fendoff Fentanyl Act. And basically, the Fendoff Fentanyl Act is a sanctions and anti-money and laundering bill that targets opioid traffickers. Check this out. It says, the bill aims to enhance current law so U.S. government agencies can make, can more effectively disrupt illicit opioid supply chains and penalize those facilitating the trafficking of fentanyl. Don't we already have laws for that? Isn't it already illegal to traffic opioids? Yes. Is it, there's is already it, is it, a law. Exactly. Why Why do we need this act? We, we've got an act. It's called... Follow the laws. It's called Trafficking Controlled Substances. This is crazy. I yeah. mean, they it, make a law for everything. And, I don't, and, you know, they're making... What, what they're doing is making another... Law. Well, I know they're making another law, but they're making another entity inside our government. This is what these people, these Democrats well, that's all do. all they're doing is just they growing keep government. growing our government bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, look at all this money. Where is, I mean, where is the oversight? Where Nothing on here says it's going to be oversighted. And then the one that really bugs me, out of all of them besides, you know, Ukraine and all that, that's a given. Yeah. Four hundred million for nonprofit security grant program to help nonprofits and places of worship make security enhancements. Okay, these are NGOs. So this right here doesn't even tell you exactly what security enhancements are talking about. I'm pretty sure it's in the bill somewhere. But nonprofits do not need to be in a bill for America if they're nonprofits. And they are a, I don't even know what to call them, but they're not how, a government program. How how profitable Listen, are non-profit, Not government profit program. Not government program. But here we go. They constantly, let me, let me to ask you this question. How do you think your tax dollars are funding the border disaster? How are they funding it? I mean the creation or the the existence of it, or how how are how are my tax dollars given to stop it? Which one? Well, either or. I mean, how are your tax dollars? Um, I'm asking a general question. How do your tax dollars funding this border invasion? Because they're yeah. Is this how? Is this what's going on? Are they funding it already this way? That's what. It, and then now they're just going to make it a law. 
because our money has already been going to do this stuff already. Yeah, that's and been, it's already been against the law. Yeah, that's already been shown as fact. Yeah, well, I have this article here from the American Conservative, and the and it says there are two sides to the border crisis: moving migrants from their home countries to the Mexican border and making sure they make it across once they're there. The federal government's role in the second half of the equation is well known. What you might not realize is that they, which is to say we, the American taxpayers, are funding the first half too. We got this new report from uh, by Todd Benzman at the Center for Immigration Studies. He shows millions of dollars going from the State Department and the Department of Homeland Security to non-governmental organizations providing services to migrants en route to the United States. Many of these NGOs are religious-based, such as HIAS, formerly the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, and then Caritas, affiliated with the Catholic Church, and Lutheran World Relief. In 2022, 47% of HIAS's revenue came from government sources. 47%. 47%. So your taxpayers' money is paying for them to come over here. They're paying cartels. I'm telling you, they're paying the cartels to bring people from other countries into our country on purpose. The Mexican drug cartels or the government-sponsored cartels called NGOs? I think they're just what you said, yeah. government-sponsored. <laughs> and not just our government is sponsoring them. But this is in addition to the $1.4 billion given in the last 12 months by the Biden administration directly to the United Nations International Organization for Migration, the most ever given to IOM in a single year. So United Nations is the one that's given them transportation, food, shelter, cash, and voucher assistance. The United Nations is doing that while our government funds it. Yes. Our government is facilitating in the trafficking of human beings on a global scale. And bringing them to the America to take over your jobs, your farms, your land, your money. You don't get cash in envelopes. You don't get bank transfers to your bank account. $100,000 in legal aid to work toward your your work authorization or any of your illegal troubles that you might have along the way. That they lawfare you to death with every time yeah. you open your mouth about something. You know, they're trying to sue you. The State Department website, though, justifies the activities of its Bureau of Population, Refugees, and Migration by saying... They promote U.S. interests by providing protection, easing suffering, and resolving the plight of persecuted and forcibly displaced people around the world. Now, what do you think about that? I think the article goes on to, to really wrap that up right there to say that it would be more accurate to say that the PRM promotes illegal immigration to the United States by giving money to NGOs that ensure that migrants will be subsidized at every step of their journey. Then, many of those same NGOs work inside the United States to provide similar services to migrants within our borders. 
But that half of the story, they say, will have, have to, to wait, wait for another CIS report. Uh, Center for Immigration Studies is a great place to get information you need to about any of this border information. So you just look them up. Donate if you can because they do a lot of good work. And we use a lot of their information, so we appreciate it. But that's what we have to do, folks. Our border has, is a lot, has a lot more going on than just the people coming across. Our, co- our government is fil- facilitating the illegal immigrants coming in. They're getting them, they're, they're like on TikTok videos saying, come, come, come see us. Come to America. We're free. We're free. And they're coming. And what's even so crazy is that they don't want to stay in their own countries to try to make it great again. I will never understand that. Is this thing working? Time to rise up. Well, hey, everybody. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities. You know, we couldn't do this without your continued support either. We appreciate all of you showing up taking the time to listen to us today so please like i say make sure to hit the like button share our show with all your friends we'll see you next time on is this thing working and as always i'm james and that's my lovely co-host over there denise and we'll see you next time we're out